FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 270 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable. Flying solo, doing something kind of interesting today. Um, at least I hope it's interesting. Um, so it's a flashback episode, and I'm doing something that I've never really done before. Uh, basically, I'm pulling out an old episode that I kind of had in reserve in case things went a certain way, and I'll talk more about that in the episode, but I wanted to introduce it, you know, kind of what was going on first, so, um, basically this is an episode that I recorded a while back, um, and I'm putting it out now, uh, for reasons that will be, uh, disclosed as you listen, um, but I did want to make a small disclaimer, uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know, that maybe once every, I don't know, 30 or 40 episodes, my computer seems to do something weird. And it does something weird where it says it's recording through all my stuff. And it looks like in the audio file it's recording normally. But then if I go back to edit or listen, it sounds a little bit garbled. And uh, it's because it went through my computer microphone instead of my microphone microphone. And that's an unfortunate thing that sucks when that happens. Um, and I realized when I pulled this episode out of the vault, so to speak, and was getting ready to put it up, that that happened this time, which bums me out to no end. I hate that. But, I mean, you can still hear it. And you can still tell what I'm saying and listen to it and hopefully enjoy it. It just doesn't sound as nice. So for that, I apologize. I read these books and did this episode so long ago <laughs> that I didn't really have have it in me of what it takes to re-record the whole thing or try to remember everything I said and, and all the all the points I wanted to make sure I hit. So I'm going to go ahead and release it as is and just kind of apologize that it's not up to my normal standards. And, and come on, guys. I mean, compared to like, you know, comedy bang bang <laughs> or or film sack or how did this get made i mean my standards are pretty low <laughs> you know for a for a free show that has no budget um well i gotta do pretty good i guess so anyway here's the episode i hope you enjoy I hope the audio doesn't bug you too much if it does send me your hate mail and um just be glad it's not a very long episode i guess and you know I'll, i have a new computer so this shouldn't happen anymore going forward. Um, but anyway, this is on the old one. So I'm, I'm really sorry. But hope you, well, enough apologizing. That's for chumps. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> believe me, if you want a healthy relationship with anybody, learn how to apologize at least some of the times, at least when you need to, when you earn it, right? So anyway, that's all. That's your free relationship counseling for the episode. So without further ado, here is an old flashback that was recorded, you know, back in the day.
everybody. Welcome to the podcast that goes snicked. Flashback. Return of the burn. Can you feel it? <laughs> we are back. Well, I'm back. And maybe. No, actually, no, this uh, episode will ever go up as is. This is kind of a uh, contingency plan episode. But more on that in just a second. So, we are back. The flashback is back um, to cover the return of, of legendary John Byrne. Yes, legendary John Byrne. I meant to say legendary Wolverine um, master John Byrne. Um, the Wolverine solo series, and we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk a little bit about the flashback episodes just in general. If this episode is going up, and if you're listening to it, I recorded this a while back, and you may have noticed there hasn't been a flashback in quite some time. Um, there are lots and lots of reasons for that, though. Obviously scheduling, but also, and and that scheduling is is no one's fault, if not my own. Um, you know, I'm the one that has the toddler. <laughs> uh, hashtag toddler life uh, kept kept me very very busy and, and working. You know, but also the podcast has kind of morphed into three different kinds of episodes, right? Um. We have our normal episodes, which you know Denise and I do, uh, with the, the main Wolverine books, um, current time, right? And of course, we have the flashback episodes, which is mostly Cameron and I, um, and then you know kind of a round table rotation of different guests that come in and pitch in on that as well. And, and I love that about those, and really missed that about those. Um, and then also, uh, recently, or recently as of recording this, <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've started doing the extra resurrection episodes with, uh, Dan and Georgie. Um, those have been a lot of fun, and, you know, there's been so much going on with the Wolverine's characters in the X books that, you know, definitely have been you know, just placing a lot of priority on getting that kind of off the ground and in regular rotation. And, you know, doing three different kinds of episodes, you know, all of which, by the way, you're stuck with me. <laughs> the rest of the, of the cast may change, but I'm always there yapping in your ear. But um, anyway, um, you know, I've, I've found it hard and difficult to try to balance that, you know. Um, there was a time back in somewhere in 2017 uh, where I kind of had a plan of like do you know an episode every week, you know, you know twice a month would be new episodes, twice a month would be flashbacks. Obviously that hasn't worked. And then throw in the third episode, in which which I have no intention of stopping. By the way, um, it just made it uh, more interesting, and it was maybe a hair ambitious for me. But now I'm in it. <laughs> So I was up above it. Now I'm down in it. Um, but um, anyway. So that said, I've been holding out hope that I would be able to do. I really wanted to talk about these issues with Cameron. Um, 
So I've been kind of holding, sitting on this episode, if you're hearing it, um, holding out hope that we go to find the time on, on my side and, and the time that was suitable for him uh, to talk about these books without, you know, life getting in the way. Um, if this comes out, then that means I've decided that, you know, the wait has been long enough. And these issues are good and fun. Now, there's things I would love Cameron's input on, but they're not, can't miss. Whereas I feel like Acts of Vengeance, which will be the next flashback episode, kind of is Camp Miss. If nothing else, I can't talk about what happens to Cyborg by myself. Teaser. <laughs> um, it just it wouldn't be fair to any of you or even me to try to tackle that alone. Um, because it's just it's just really fun stuff to talk about. Um, so so basically what I'm saying is if I'm putting this out, this one by myself. Um, if I decided to, to bite the bullet and quit waiting and put it out, it means that I thought the wait was long enough that next time I get with Cameron, I want to skip this and talk about active engines. So, if that is the case, then that means it's been a long time. <laughs> it seems to wait quite a long time since the flashback has come out. But I, I appreciate you sticking with us. Um, Hopefully, you know, no one has bailed on the podcast due to the lack of flashbacks. I know there's a lot of people, that's the main thing they listen to, so I'm really, really sorry. But, if anything, this episode is a sign of good faith. Um, the flashbacks will be coming back soon, and I, I'm dedicated and making a promise to the best of my ability to try to get that train back on the track. Um, because it's important to me, and honestly, it's kind of, because I was reading Marvel books with the podcast, you know, like doing kind of elsewhere in the Marvel Universe, maybe not on the episode, but in my own personal reading, it's kind of stalled my reading project also. <laughs> so, um, you know, just there's lots of personal and podcast reasons for me to try to get this back going again, and so we're going to. But you know what? Enough boring stuff. Let's talk about some comics, huh? Alright, here we go. Gross. <laughs> um, but, first, before we can get to the Wolverine books, there's an appearance that I missed. Didn't know about. It's not in the list, and for good reason, because it's a fairly rare appearance, but you know, from past episodes, if you've been listening in a while, that I don't know about all the barely there appearances because they're not always listed in things, and this one was not. But if I find them and run across them, I will include them. <laughs> because, you know, I want to be as complete as possible because I'm a big nerd. So, anyway, there's a barely there Sabretooth appearance in the West Coast Avengers number 44. We're going to talk about that real fast. It just happens to also. Be John Byrne, and this episode is all about John Byrne. So, um, you know, let's get to it. This one is Better a Widow, dot, 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 uh, written and penciled dramatically by John Byrne, eked enthusiastically by Mike Macklin, rendered calligra calligraphically, calligraphically, calligra I know it's calligraphy, so calligraphically, Maybe by Bill Oakley. 
Colored and Molting Chromatically by Paul Beckton. And um yeah. So this is in the John Byrne run on West Coast Avengers, which is a fantastic run. It's also part of Vision Quest, which is a fantastic story within the run. And also just a lot of fun. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the cover is great. It features a partially rebuilt Vision, almost Terminator-looking android being wrestled by Hawkeye and Wonder Man, the Scarlet Witch falling down in the foreground and hitting him in the background. So Vision Quest, just kind of in general, uh, Vision has been captured by this international task force and erased because, and I missed this, I think this is prior to John Byrne, and I read his whole run so far. Um, anyway, uh, apparently he took over a bunch of computers or something, and so this international task force has from lack of a better term, uh, put Vision to sleep, <laughs> like a stray dog. Um, the West Coast Avengers find him and take him home to try to restore him. Scarlet Witch is obviously distraught over the possible quote-unquote death of her husband. Dr. Pym is able to rebuild him partially, but not restore his memory. And that will play out more in the issues to come. Um, of course, you remember... And eventually, images is where you find out that he had Wonder Man's memories, and they don't have the backup to that anymore. I guess that's the old time they really did with it. Um, and um, you'll find out as these issues move on that Wonder Man is a little reluctant to share his consciousness again, and a lot of drama comes with that. But anyway, um. At least in this issue, they're not able to give him his own memories. Um, and so Half Vision attacks the team after he's woken up until Pym regains consciousness and hits the kill switch. So it puts pause on the, on the reboot. Um, the government also, meanwhile, assigns U.S. agent as team leader of the West Coast Avengers. Kind of there trying to rein the team in. And they, they speak U.S. agent who obviously is, you know, a violent unhinged Captain America who would read in that book, which is also more fun than this time. Um, and also, meanwhile, a secret council is reviewing candidates for a secret project, and Sabretooth is included in the, uh, the headshots. So, like I said, a barely there Sabretooth appearance. Um, he's one of about 40 faces on a screen that ends with Scarlet Witch. Um, and that's the one they choose. Um, but Sabretooth is funny, they say unverified. Um, they, they go through, there's like too powerful, no, too weak, too unstable, no, 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 all these different reasons they've passed. Um, dead is one of the reasons. Interesting that Wolverine's face is not on here. I find that interesting because a lot of his teammates are like Havoc, Rogue, um, you know, they're like, no, no, dead, dead. Um, and then Sabretooth is the last face before the Scarlet Witch, and they say unverified. Remember, at this point, he is presumed dead, but I guess this, this council at least doesn't know for sure. Um, I love the Archangel is too unstable. That's pretty great. Um, but yeah, so anyway, overall for the issue, uh, the art is great. Um, 
and the writing just lots of great drama and action. Uh, this run, you know, I'm not historically a West Coast Avengers fan. I decided as part of my reread to get the John Byrne issues and give it a try, and I've not been disappointed. Such a good run. Um, it would easily give West Coast Avengers number 44 five out of six claws. Now, this is uh, considerably, or well, not considerably, what about, let's see, what's November minus more? About six months before our Wolverine issues when John Byrne comes back. But he is doing double duty at this time. He's still still writing and drawing West Coast Avengers when he jumps back on the Wolverine book, uh, starting with number 17. Um, so this is, uh, of course, he's not doing double duty on this book. This book is a uh, basics written by Archie Goodwin. John Byrne does the breakdowns. Klaus, uh, Klaus Jansen does the finishes. Jim Novak is the letterer. And Gwyneth Oliver is the colorist. Um, and on this cover, we kind of have a classic, iconic Wolverine cover. A stark red background and Wolverine lunging out of it. Um, it's pretty great. And also, I have a couple of versions, uh, a couple of versions of this that Ethan drew for me. If I remember, I tweeted them and put them on the Facebook page before. If I can find them in my drawer, uh, which I know they're up in my comic room somewhere. If I can find them, um, I'll pull them out and, uh, you know, tweet them again with the episode. But, you know, it's assuming that by the time this comes out, I remember that I said that. <laughs> a very important distinction. In fact, I'm going to write a note right now with my uh, podcast notes. Uh, so if I happen to refer back to those to look for a stuff for tweet, I'll, I'll try to tweet that as well. Now, maybe even a side-by-side. -side. <laughs> well, comparison, that is. Um, but, anyway, it's a great cover. Um... You know, one thing about this, and this one appears to just be burned himself, um, but also in the book when Jansen's inks and those finishes, I'm going to describe that, a much rougher burn than we're used to in his past on the X-Men or even, you know, his recent run in the other Marvel books. It's a, uh, I don't want to say sketchier, and I think part of it's the way he's inking, it's just a little, it's just a rougher and there's something pretty appealing about it, especially on this cover. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a great, great, great cover. Um, especially the signature, because it says, uh, kind of where I stole my name from, it says, uh, John, never say never again, burn 1989. Uh, it's a great little signature and a great nod to the fact that I guess he had famously said after he left, left Uncanny X-Men that he was done with, you know, um, but here he is. Thank goodness, right? He's back. And so, um, we start off with an epilogue and then, oh, sorry, a prologue. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, what's the phone? What's at the front of the prefix? <laughs> Good grief, Jason. Ah, uh, your prefix. Oh, yeah. I'm your prefix, right? Um, so a prologue in the not too distant past. We have naked Wolverine running through the Australian outback trying to feed his need. He's going to hunt a warthog, and he does. He gets it and puts it out of his misery and starts eating rum. And he remembers back to the Wolverine miniseries 
with Lord Shingen and Mariko and how Shingen called him an animal and he's very distraught over this because he tried so hard to move past that. He's been doing pretty good. But here he is eating a warthog in the nude. Actually, the way they shadow his pelvis, I can't tell if that's just shadow or like black boots. Um, this is pretty consistently in brief shape. Little boxer briefs maybe. But um, anyway, Storm shows up. Um, tries to tell him, you know, you're not an animal. It's okay. You know, you're you're you have your powers that include instincts of the creature of the wild. But we accept you for that. And you know, we need you. And you know, Wolverine says he's got a Gotta do some other stuff like you told her before. Um, you know, and we'll see now that he's not going to uh, see them again for a while. Uh, as we've been keeping up. By the way, so this, I guess, probably takes place before our story, would you believe, which was the last flashback we did, whenever that was, a long time ago. Um, but the way the act of vengeance shakes out, the stories kind of get split. And so I kind of broke the rules a little bit on um, the order I was going in. Uh, hopefully it's not too confusing. But we're getting to the, the point where Wolverine appearances maybe kind of timeline. We're about to be very, very confusing. So I will do my best to sort through that and we'll stick pretty closely to um, you know, the Marvel Comics reading order. Um, you know, as, as close as I feel is appropriate, which will be pretty close. <laughs> anyway, so Wolverine gets dressed up in his Madripoor digs and Gateway sends into Madripoor to the Prince's Bar, where he uh, breaks up a bar fight with Roughhouse. Has some good fights. Loses his shirt. Um, Puts he's got his patch on. Uh, lots of stuff going down. Um, people are betting on him. They're happy. Uh, we see Blood scream now. Uh, the vampire who hangs out with Roughhouse. Uh, is no longer called Blood Sport. I guess they decided not to uh, die on the hill of the Van Damme and leave the JCVD and went with Blood Scream instead. It sounds like a Transformer vampire. I'm just thinking of Star Scream, which is a great name, uh, by the way. Blood Scream is pretty good too. Then we see O'Donnell and Tiger Tiger, all our magical regulars, uh, Mr. Corrigan, the pilot, um, everybody's, you know, enjoying. The winnings. And then we see a metallic arm under a trench coat with a fedora. I was sure, 100% positive, this was going to be Silverman. Um, it is not. But more on that in a minute. Um, anyway, he he hands some money. He buys Roughhouse. So we see uh, the detective at the prince's palace, um, talking, you know, reassuring. That things are going the right way. They don't like, they make a big difference between vices and problems. Um, you know, the prince says, Our country thrives on a wicked reputation, Detective Ty. But I know the difference between tolerating a vice, you know, like call girls and, and lighter drugs, um, and unleashing a plague. So he draws the line at quack. He doesn't want any crack in Magical or crack cocaine. Um, anyway, the, the detective is like, well, there was some, but Patch, you know, he sniffed it out and busted it up. And, you know, we confiscated it. We'll, we'll, you know, 
but anything can vanish from custody. And so we find out that the prince has a deal going with Geist, who is not Silvermane, but another old man, cybernetic guy, who has a trench coat in the fedora. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's who the prince is dealing with, and then we see Wolverine in the next morning on the balcony in his PJ pants. He had a, a good night with Tiger Tiger, who is sleeping in the bed with his eye patch on. Um, he talks about the hangover he's going to have. But he smells some drugs again. Um, oh, he also feels guilty. I guess he's not really cheating on Mariko at this point. They're not really together, but that's where his heart is. And, you know, when your heart is somewhere with one person and your body is with another, that leads to some inner turmoil, obviously. The Wolverine smells a truck of cocaine and he starts running across the rooftops to catch it. Just nothing but his PJ pants. But also out of the cocaine truck comes Roughhouse, gowned and bagged. That's not a, those aren't real words. Bound and gagged. And on a boat with Geist with the drugs. And then gets away. Then we go back to New York Hell's Kitchen. Um, we see an old boxer and he's jumped up on Super Coke. Um, and he finds Daredevil. And it's cool seeing Burn draw Daredevil. Um, anyway, they, they, they find it. Um, and the cops break it up. They feel like they have to kill the fighter, but he collapses dead. Heart attack. And drugs. He's around the system too much. So anyway, back on Geist's yacht, we see that he's full of cyborg other than like his fingers on his right hand and his face. Other than that, he's pretty much fully cybernetic. He's going to do some experiments on his new purchase, Roughhouse. If he has a good warranty. Then of course we see Wolverine in his Wolverine uniform, the old brown and tan, or brown and orange, however you want to describe it, yellow and brown. And he's climbing up the anchor chain of the ship, but he hears the sound of Roughhouse screaming. And that's where our issue ends. Um, it's an awesome last page. Seeing, you know, burn draw Wolverine in the suit. It's pretty amazing. Uh, nice return to form. It's also the page that looks most like burn. Um, this one looks like Burn, but also pretty heavily influenced by Jansen, I think. Um, maybe a little too heavily influenced, but uh, yeah, you know, art overall I would say is pretty good. Maybe a little disappointing for Burn, and it's weird because I don't I don't say that in a negative way because I like Jansen's art, especially in this time period, a lot too. And so when you see oh Burn and Jansen together. That leads to pretty high expectations in my book, and this didn't quite deliver on that, at least not in this issue. Um, spoiler, maybe it just takes an issue or two to uh, catch up to each other and kind of have that happy marriage artistically. But um, the story is really good character stuff. The plot I'm not so much into. Um, we are the chalk end of 1989 in comics. So you can't turn a page without hitting a drug story. And I would love, I would love to have Cameron's comments on that, especially if we grew up reading Punisher at this time. And brother, all those stories are 
drugstores, pretty much. I mean, drawing like street games and all that stuff. And I thought it was really interesting back then, and now it's just not as interesting to me. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back to 1989 Harlem or something to, to get that, that vibe. But, um, I don't know. Just, just doesn't quite do it for me anymore. Uh, but as far as, you know, comics go, um, maybe it's the way that's, that kind of storytelling has evolved too. I mean, there's a big difference between drug stories in ni late 1989 comics versus like, you know, the more sophisticated drug stories of like, you know, The Wire or Breaking Bad or stuff like that. And it's not a fair comparison. I'm just saying sometimes the way some of these stories are told feels like we're in the infancy of that discussion. And it, it shows here a little bit. Um, man, I'm right on the, the line here of a three or four out of six clause. Um, you know, it's John Byrne. I'm happy to have him back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give this four out of six clause, but that's for the art and the character work. Or maybe I should give it three to distinguish between the next one. Um, no, four, four is good. Four out of six clause. All right, number 18, issue number 18. Um, this is, of course, again, written by Archie Goodwin. Uh, breakdowns by John Byrne. Klaus Jansen with the finishing art. Jim Novak, the writer, is all over the colors, so everything the same. This is all at sea. Um, the cover is... The Wrath of Roughhouse, but it doesn't look like Roughhouse. It looks like uh, the cross between maybe Clayface and Naked Deadpool a little bit. It looks, it looks rough for sure. And he's punching uh, Wolverine in the face, and Wolverine looks pretty ugly, but not in a bad way, like intentionally. It's this heavy, heavy thing that Burns doing here. Um, lots of rough lines, heavy eats and stuff, but then. Just scratching eats too. So it's an interesting cover. It's not bad. It's not my favorite of John Byrne covers, but it's fine. Um, so anyway, Wolverine cuts through the ship's crew to get the Geist, who reveals a doped up, freshly shorn roughhouse before spinning a yarn. You're gonna get his backstory, aren't you? Alright. Anyway, he's from a Central American country called Tierra Verde. Which I'll call TV. Um, he's El Presidente Trit Nuke, that guy, yeah, and helping him destroy the opposition. While he appreciates Nuke, he wants his own national superhero. And he looks at the video of Captain America and dreams of Captain TV, Captain Tierra Verde. Well, turns out TV Coke has some superpowers. Mm, yeah, Super Coke. Um, a different formula, I guess. So Wolverine frees Roughhouse and tells Geist to just improve his own cybernetics. He doesn't need a hero. But Geist thinks that superheroing is a young man's game. Unfortunately, Crazy Cooked Out Roughhouse doesn't appreciate the rescue and attacks Wolverine. They fight their way across the ship. Geist pops Wolverine full of traits. This gives Roughhouse the edge, but right before he tosses Wolverine overboard, Geist traits. Geist tranks him too. Sneaky time. Punchy. 
<laughs> anyway, then General Coy arrives, and we have all our magic forecasts now. Um, he's impressed and buys some drugs. And then guy sells him, quote unquote, patch as fake Wolverine to the prince. As the prince flies off, he dumps fake Wolverine. He's really real Wolverine. But Wolverine's dead, so it can't be the real Wolverine. <laughs> it's just Patch and dress play and dress up. Um, and try to scare the bad guys. Because, you know, Wolverine has a pretty bad reputation. Um, anyway, he dumps fake real Wolverine into the ocean. Um, aside, El Presidente TV blows up a church where his ex-wife nun lives. She might be a mutant healer? Question mark. Probably. Um, and then O'Donnell fishes Wolverine out of the water. He swears to invade TV and exact revenge and get rid of the drugs. So the art, way more like it. Um, this is what, this issue is more what you would expect to see from a John Byrne, uh, Faust and Jackson marriage. Um, this first page is great. And Wolverine starting to cut through the bad guys as he's come on the ship. Uh, first couple of pages, just great action. Um, there's a great line in the first panel. Um, said, better yet, though this seems to be a U.S. Navy vessel, whoever I'm fighting fit like killers, not a military team. To them, that might be given no quarter to me. Oh, to them, that might, that might be given no quarter. To me, it's given carte blanche. <laughs> really great line. Um, so then, you know, he fights his way through the ship, like I said. This is great art. Um, then, uh, yeah, there's a page three where a uh, guy accuses him of impersonating dead X-Men. Um, you get a couple of great snicks in particular, if you're following along. On page 17, there's a great one after he throws Roughhouse into a barrels. And he's tossing aside a, a bandolier of bullets. And the words ain't doing it. All I got left for claws snicked. It's a great panel and great use of the snicked. Um, yeah, this issue, it gets drugged down kind of the drug bad, I don't know, bad choice of words. Um, it gets murked up with some of the bad drug story, but this issue is a little more fun and, and it sets up some stuff. Um, Pretty good story. Um, I'm going to also give it 4 out of 6 claws. So both Wolverine 17 and 18. Uh, 18, the art's a little better. Story's a little more fun, but just marginally. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'm glad we halfway give them both 4 out of 6 claws. Um, so what next? Next up is Acts of Vengeance, which I promise will not be just me. You have my word. It will not be just me, no matter what. So hopefully, by, if I'm putting this out, well, this, I, got, I need to quit saying that. It's, it's out, right? Or it's not. You're either listening or not. If you're not listening to this, then you're listening to another episode talking about the same issues with different people. <laughs> um, anyway, but regardless, Acts of Vengeance is coming up soon, and that is going to be a doozy. but a really fun episode. Um... What that's going to do is got, going to kind of conflate two different Wolverine stories together because of the way Acts of Vengeance goes. Um, 
Because I didn't want to talk about, I want to talk about all of Active Avengers at once. And that's why we kind of have these two stories going. We have, you know, Wolverine and Madripoor. We also have Wolverine and the Outback, the Jubilee, you know, the, his friends, possibly dead again, right? And so um, those two stories will kind of all come together, not really together. They still both springboard in the different, different stories after Active Avengers, but they're both part of Acts of Vengeance, and I wanted to talk about them as such. So, like I said, hopefully it won't be too confusing and everyone will go all along, but, you know, if you were buying the comics new at the time, you would have had to have in black. <laughs> so, you know, just pretend that we're back in 1989. Uh, read these issues. So, anyway, that's going to do it. I know it's a little on the short side, but um, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Um, anyway, as usual, please like the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter is at Snipcast. Uh, show notes and stuff is snipcast.podbean.com. And until next time, everybody, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snaps. <laughs>